Dusky, I'm incredibly excited to have you on the show today, man. Thank um, you so much for taking the time. Um, but let's get right into it. I want to tell the world more about you and, and what you're doing in the business world. So Heck yeah. tell us a little bit about you, Dusky. Um, man, I, uh, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a normal guy that every single day wants to change the world, no matter how I can do that through getting people to laugh and see my life and experiences to financial freedom, to, um, you know, building bigger businesses and motivating others and, you know, hiring family members, all of that. So I'm just a normal guy, but every single day, just trying to make the world 1% better every single day. Love it. And, you know, you were telling us when we were talking earlier that you, you've always kind of had some entrepreneurial tendencies, even growing up. So oh, yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Man, my family, you know, my mom and my dad raised us to be entrepreneurs, which is just so crazy. Uh, we get, I get my entrepreneur, my entrepreneurship side from my dad and I get my work ethic from my mom, my dad, he, his, his business that is awesome. is called little piece of earth. And what he does is he sells little vials of dirt from all over the world and people buy them for souvenirs and all of that. And I've, that's been a part of my life for some time, just watching my dad run this little Etsy store or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what it's on anymore. Um, and just kind of doing that. Yeah. And, and then my mom, she was the person that she would sometimes in an unhealthy way, just work all the time and like never give up. And she was never tired literally. And we, and I do this, my brother and I do this to ourselves all the time is she would just go and go and go. And then one day like sleep all day yeah. and then go and go, go. <laughs> so with that, you know, my brother being four years older than me, he started a lawn mowing business. My, uh, the lady that used to cut our hair when we were children made him t-shirts. Yeah. Said Jack's lawn mowing service. And we all wore them. And my brother would pay us to do certain things. And that's where I understood, okay, if I put effort and work into this, then I'm going to do, like, I'm going to make money and I'm going to be able to go buy, you know, and at the time, freaking toys, yeah, toys or, or icy, whatever you want. Whatever. Yeah. And my brother... He, I, I think this was, this is <laughs> my brother when he was like 16, yeah. right? And I'm 12, right? He, he just got his first job. I'm not making any money. My brother, sometimes if he was downstairs in our basement, he's like, Hey, I'll give you $2. If you go upstairs to get me a soda, <laughs> guess how fast we ran up and got that soda as fast as yeah. we could. I think little things like that. And our, our family were, was, um, in a, in a healthy way, very transactional and understanding that if you are doing work, um, we want to make sure that you're paid for that. Yeah. So it was very good. And then when I was 12, I'm like, Hey, I want to do a business. My dad's like, you're 12. And I'm like, well, I could start mowing lawns just like Jack did. You know, I'm, I'm old enough. And so I started, I made flyers mm -hmm. and then my dad was like, well, let's, you know, if you can keep the same price for almost every house and then ha and say, hey, either I'm going to do it for $35 if you hire me for this one time. But if you pay me for four times in a row, I'll do it. It'll be it'll break down to be $20, $20 each. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I'd be like, and if you want me to edge, that's where like it would get a little bit more pricier. Mm, all those the things. bells and whistles. Yeah. You know, like the upsell. Gotcha. And my. And my, I don't even think my parents really knew that they were teaching us these things. Yeah. But man, 
the Daltons were hustlers. Yeah. When it came to, you want me to work for you? I'll work for you, but this is what's going to cost you. Yeah. Um, my mom always taught me how to, you know, know your worth, all that. And so, yeah, when I was a kid from that, and then when I was 16, got my first job uh, being a dishwasher mm-hmm. for, and then became uh, a CNA. Yeah. Um, until I, and I used to like breed fish mm-hmm. on the side and sell them to pet stores. Wow. <laughs> and like anything I could do to make like an a extra buck. Yeah. Because I was always working to do something like fun on the weekend, like wow. crazy fun stuff. We got a lot in common, man. I had a, <laughs> I had a lawn mowing business too. My first like real job was a dishwasher also, what? like right at the golf course up the street. Man. Because I knew it was like I, I could walk there. So it was like I didn't Heck have yeah. to ask mom or dad for a ride or Love anything that. like that. So, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for you, man, I mean, you, we're going to get into a lot about what you're doing now, but um, how would you say this this concept of money that you had, how has that really shaped a lot of your life experiences? Like, what are some of the coolest things you've gotten to do because of the, the money that you're making? Some of the cool things that I've gotten to do, yeah. I think it's more so like the money. I'm trying to, I want to say this in the right way because money doesn't get you relationships but money will put you in rooms yeah um when you when you start making money you'll you'll notice and i think it's just a subconscious your friend group or the people you surround yourself starts to evolve yeah um and i think it you know people you know say something like oh careful your friends and stuff i think as as long as you're in the right mindset the friends that aren't supposed to be there will just phase themselves yeah. out for sure. Because you get to a certain point where if you're running your lawn mowing business and you're working hard to have money for stuff on the weekends and all of that, you probably don't have a lot in common with the guys who want to sit on the couch and smoke pot all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't that. have a lot in common with kids that played video games. Yeah. I I played video games. I don't want to say that I was anti or whatever. Yeah. But in my family, I was the one that was always outside. And if I played video games, it was probably... You know, on a Friday night, I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. I was younger. It was before I was 16 for sure. Yeah. Um, and I would sit there and play, you know, like Modern Warfare or whatever. Yeah. But money's also gotten me to, you know, like today, shopping for, you know, my my wife for Mother's Day, stuff like that. Not having to worry. Yeah. It takes a lot of stress away because, you know, with proper budgeting, even if you're bringing in a lot of money. Um, a lot of things are possible. I mean, I've been able to uh, get into the gear I love. Because yep. like, like we've talked about, I love gear. I'm a gearhead. Yeah. Because like I'm getting into hunting right now. Sure. I'm getting into, you know, I've always been into photography, videography, all of the electronics. Like yeah. with, with money, I more so pay for experiences. Yep. You know, like, you know, I've. I've driven, I've gotten to drive like Lamborghinis and stuff. I'm I'm not really a guy that would like maybe buy something like that because I'd much rather pay for like going skydiving. Yeah. Or something like that. People are like, hey, this is going to cost you $4,000 a month or even $2,300 a month. Well, $2,300 a month pays for, I mean, there's so many. Think of how many nice dinners you could have with family or you could take someone out or you know, all these things, the car's cool and it's an experience in and of itself, but I can have that experience. You know, I, you drive it one or two times, 
the the magic will go away. Yeah, for sure. But you build a memory with a friend because you you know went to you went and skied and had a great day, and your friend didn't have to worry about it. You didn't have to worry about it. you're not stressing about work. Yeah, that's a whole nother level for sure. So, well, I mean, for you, you, you talked to us too about how you, you feel like one of the best things you get to do with your money is you get to bless other people with it and help them have these high quality experiences. So how do you feel the, how do you feel like that really changes your relationships with people when you get to do those sort of things for them? I think that people, people know when it's coming from good intentions. Yeah. Um, it's all about intent, right? Because like, there's the intention of like, I've been around guys, plenty of guys that like, they'll buy you something because they're like, now you can, Yo, no, Joe, you owe me. Like, yeah, I'm a big dog. Right, like, right. No, or not even that you owe them, but they're just going to remind you kind of every flex. time. Do you remember that time I, I took you to Vegas? Yeah, and I, yeah. You know, you stayed in that penthouse with me. Yeah. And you know, we went and you know, all the drinks were free and mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. Yeah. More, That's more the, of a chest puffing. Yeah, moment. more like, look at me. <laughs> I can spend the money. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's more so like, man, Joe, we're gonna go out. Yeah. We're gonna have a blast. We're going to party so hard. Yeah. So every time I see you after that, I'm like, man, do you remember that time? Yeah. You remember that time when you, you and I went out? Uh, I did this for, you know, my stepbrother the other day. Um, not to just like toot my horn, but uh, he he broke his phone the yeah. other day. This is something just small. Uh, he broke his phone. He said he was asking anybody uh, if they had like an extra phone. And I was just like, I, you know, a brand new iPhone's like, Eight eight hundred bucks. If I give him the basic one, I don't need to give him all the bells and whistles. But if I got him, it was his first ever. I didn't know this for my stepbrother because he's the same age as me. Yeah. Um, first ever new phone, like ever, and like, dude, like I was like almost like brought to tears. I'm like, I'm because because I felt, and I didn't even see him. I didn't even give be the one to hand him the phone. But when he texts me, like I was like tearing up a little bit because I'm like, man, I'm so happy that I'm able to help you because now you're not, you know, do this. And guess what? You think I'm ever going to bring it up to him that I bought him a phone? Yeah. No, I don't go tip for tap. I'm not gonna be like, dude, do you remember the time? I'm like, no way. Yeah. But I'm going to, every single time he gets that phone out, I find joy because I'm like, I helped him out yeah. right now. He's able to do what he wants to do on his phone because I got that for him. Yeah. Well, that, that feeling of helping provide for people and just helping people live a better quality of life or just put oh, a smile yeah. on their face for a day is 1, incredible. Thousand, like when you're in this, you know, like I, I, I say it often, and, and this is, you know, kind of a religious quote, you know, when you're in the service of others, you're in the service of God. I believe that if you can serve people with money, not giving them money, but helping them with assets that help them build their wealth and their life. Yeah. I believe that that can you know, that's where it should come from, come from a pure intent yeah. rather than, okay, hey, here you go. And then you owe me one. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I'm blessed with. I don't have to say, like, I don't have to lend it to you I have to, and be like, I hope that you can, I get this back and be like, you owe me one. Yeah. I get to say, hey, no sweat off my back. Yeah. No sweat off yours. I hope that it, I hope it lasts you as long as you need it to. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And, you know, you, you were telling me a big part of why you treat others the way you treat others and and why you live your life the way you live your life is you had a 
pretty remarkable experience with the, the fire that yeah. happened. So let's give a, give a, our viewers a little context and um, tell us that story. Well, I mean, I, I definitely don't look at like it now, but about, I think in November, it's about five years. Mm -hmm. um, I was set aflame. I, I had set on fire um, all over my, like on my face and on my neck, mm -hmm. uh, like burns all over my face and neck and my, my arms. Um, uh, you can kind of see. So if you look at the difference in my hands, you can see it. Yeah. Um, and like, you can see if you compare like my arms to each other, but I mean, they did great, but I, so I got burnt, um, got ambulanced to, um, the hospital life flighted to U of U and spent months in the hospital, wow. um, every single day getting my, my face peeled off every day. Jeez. You know, they, you know, they use like a special like metal tool and they make sure they shave your eyebrows every day. So it's not like messing up and like, wow. cause you're getting like, like dude, and not to be like gruesome or anything, but like every single time, every day I would have this ring of just like stuff, stuff that's coming off of my, oh, and man. that, and it would just be like super hard Jeez. because like your body's trying to heal it, but doesn't understand how. Yeah. And so now you're just getting all, it was just a mess. So every day I'd literally have to like go put, like be laid back. And then they would just use this tool to just scrape, Man. basically scrape my face and my head. Wow. They bandaged up my, but they basically bandaged up my arm and prayed that it would heal. Wow. And this was like a car accident or a house fire? Or what so it was happened? a house. So um, I was in my house cooking mm -hmm. and a, a can, um, I can't say like what kind of can or anything like that, mm -hmm. um, but a can um, essentially exploded out of the bottom, setting me aflame. Wow. So like the the contents thereof inside, it it kind of was like standing up, and it was it was a it was a decent amount away from the stove. It's been there plenty of times, but it basically bulged at the bottom for a a millisecond. It was like like uh, simultaneously bulged, tipped over, and all the contents came right here. Jeez, I my shoulder was on fire. I. I, I never knew that stop, drop, and roll would come to your mind so fast. Wow. Stop, drop, and roll. Um, 911 came. The From the 911 call to me getting into the hospital was like something like nine minutes. Wow. It was so fast. And then they were like, yeah, we got to get you to U of U, which is like one of the number one burn clinics in the world. I was so blessed to be in the state that that had yeah. that. And they're, they're a learning hospital. So the stuff they put on my arm – they uh they they generally staple it to your arm and you're gonna have like a legit like two giant scars up your arm wow. and they were like you know what what if we what if we super glue it let's just try it out <laughs> yeah and so i just signed saying like let's just try it out give it a shot yeah and it they, they were wonders wow and uh that changed my entire perspective when it came to life yeah in and of itself so how, like, it, was it just a feeling of being more grateful for being on this earth? Or what do you, what do you think really changed or f from once you recovered, obviously, what changed about your perspective after that point? I think it was 
you don't understand when you have a barrier of you can't go outside and be in the sun and feeling that that barrier yeah or you are going to walk on the same floor of the hospital for months yeah and see I was I was in the burn unit yeah I saw some incredibly horrifying things yeah you know um and i won't go into those but i imagine everybody's barrier no matter the size or problem as the same as they can't walk out in the sun wow you know you can't you have you have your i your iphone broke and you need a new iphone i it is as intense because i felt that i felt laying in laying in a freaking hospital bed, sitting there having my skin taken off. And at all costs, I felt like no matter what happens, someone can avoid this. Yeah. So for me, if I can help you avoid something from my learning, well, it's the same as if, you know, I was, you know, if I had the same feeling, right? Yeah. I've had the feeling of being held back in 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 so much that I couldn't get out of a hospital bed for a while. Yeah. I had to have somebody help shower me and all that I could do in the shower was scream. Yeah. You know, like or like all I could do is pray and scream and you have somebody there that's like you know, there's only so much they'll give you all the compassion they feel for you, but they're there to help you. Yeah. And like with helping you, they have to do things that hurt like hell. Yeah. So for me, when it, to tie it back, sometimes you have to do things to help people and it hurts like hell. Yeah. Now, it's not as intense. You know, I, I pray that, no, that many people don't have to go through the things that I had to go to, through. But when you talk to me about finances, you talk to me about helping others, I want to be the guy uh, just a this ties back in, but just a little little story, and I have this tattooed on my leg. Yeah, I have never met this person before. Before this moment, mm -hmm. I had a person. I didn't have any clothes in the hospital. Yeah, and um, I had amazing people, tons of people that you know. We had a GoFundMe, all these things. People were on their stories, being like Dusky, you know, all these things. I didn't have any clothes. And this person said, hey, is there something I can do for you? And I said, you know, you're in Salt Lake, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you have a T-shirt? Yeah. And they brought me this T-shirt from a company called Swole Mate. And it says, stay pumpy on it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I want to be the person that walks into the room with a T-shirt for you. Yeah. I want to be that person because they were that for me. And the, yeah. that was like, you just gave me a million dollars worth of gold. Yeah. And just said, here you go. I've never met you before. So when I walk into your room and I met someone for the first time, I am more committed to you than an average Joe that walks into here. Because I'm like, man, I'm in here. And I have, I, you know, in a lot of the cases, I have the t-shirt. Yeah. What can I do to help you? With, you know, what can I do to help you? Yeah. You know, I think through listening to this, I don't want people to think that 
I'm talking about yeah, throw money and blah, 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 blah. Right. And, you know, if anybody asks me for money, I just throw it. But I'm just like, hey, what can I do to help you? What's the yeah. problem? Well, I think that puts you in a position now where to be able to give back as much as you do, something like that might just be necessary. Because yeah. what I'm hearing from you basically is you, you knew what it felt like for that time at least to really need to need help and to really need to rely on other people and you saw how incredible it was to have somebody do as something as simple as give you a t-shirt oh yeah and how big of a difference that makes for you when you're in that spot so yeah they got it they got the t-shirt for free and they brought it to me for free yeah it probably cost them 50 cents in gas yeah like it wasn't a big gesture but that moment changed my life yeah for you that was like I mean, it's to literally get a shirt when you don't have yeah, a shirt. Somebody like. literally gave me their shirt. <laughs> exactly. And when you when you have that on an extreme that I was, when we start talking about smaller things, like, hey, man, will you drive me to the airport? Yeah. Guess who's going to be the guy that drives you to the freaking airport when he, when he absolutely can instead yeah. of staying at home? Maybe on your electric bike, man. I saw, I saw, I saw that thing. I saw that thing. That was incredible. Don't but. trust me on the electric. Bike. Yeah, I probably, based on what I saw on your Instagram, yeah. I probably wouldn't hop on the back of your electric bike. No, you, I wouldn't. But. I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah, you know, unless we're wearing helmets. Yeah, helmets and probably like full hockey gear. Yeah, and stuff. Be- <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, let's let's get into a little bit about how you really got into the business world. You know, yeah. you talked about what you were doing when you were younger. What was kind of your first step into really starting your first profitable business? Um, I think the first step to kind of just go right before I started my profitable business is to understand the two things um, that I had beforehand. One was uh, my first ever fake it till you make it job. Yeah. Like my first ever came out. Uh, youngest regional marketing manager in the world for PepsiCo. Wow. I had to pull so much crap out of my butt yeah. to get that job. I didn't lie, yeah. but I had to put on the best show. And then they were like, okay, for six weeks, we're going to just try you out. Yeah. And we'll tell you if you like. And we're talking the Pepsi, like yeah. Coke talk- competitor, yeah. Coca-Cola yeah. competitor, Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so, um, and I was, I was just a regional marketing manager. So it wasn't like I was like over the U.S. or anything. I was just over north half of Utah. Okay. And uh, did that, killed it. How old were you at that time? Oh, man. 23. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, and the reason that they hired me is because I was working for Coca-Cola. Yeah. Smoking them. Mm-hmm. Smoking Pepsi totally crushing him. They're like, we got to, we just got to get this guy a job to get him off of that side and to ours. And I was like, the only job I want is that job. Hmm. Gave it to me. So, um, crushed it. And then, um, I was doing photography, videography, media, media growth, all of that stuff on the side, um, as like an, an extra loved it. It was my getaway. It was my hobby is my escape. Yeah. One day I went into work and just threw my van keys and said, You're done. Hasta luego. <laughs> and then I tried to do like contracts and stuff, but your boy Edwin probably could, uh, you know, attest to balancing so many other clients is just doesn't go so great yeah. when you have to physically be there. Sure. 
So then I got picked up by uh, an individual who just hired me full time. And he kind of, um, I was already in the space, but he helped me to understand who to trust yeah, and who not to trust, including not trusting him anymore. Hmm. Um, and then also he just helped me expose myself to that world. It, I don't think it was necessarily the the person. It was just like he helped me break the barrier of understanding like I don't have to be the this guy. Like, yeah. like I don't have to be just – just working and grinding, I can be a little bit more and I can help so many more people. Wow. So then we come into, I guess my first, my first ever run, mm -hmm. which my first ever, I want to say successful business yeah. was an NFT project oh, Okay. called Golden Key Society. Hmm. And it was awesome, dude. It was sweet. It was also my first investment that I ran. Okay. Um, super great. I loved it. Um, our, it was a success because I would consider it a success because one, I learned, uh, we didn't make profit from it, but all of our investors, I've made their money back. Okay. All of our investors made their money back and they're like, cool, sweet. Like they, it was just such a fun little like thrill, Experience, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, man, I just built my name of like, you know what? Dusky will like take care of me if I'm an investor with them. Yeah. Take take Golden Key Society. Then we switch into all my other endeavors that just kind of like built, I built this brand of Rogue. Rogue. And um, understanding from media and from um, my time of building others' media and understanding personal branding, I was like, everything's going to be named Rogue. Everyone knows that when I show up to a podcast or something, I'm probably going to be wearing all black and have a gold watch on. That's the way I'm going to be until I die. Nice. You know, and the power of personal branding helped me take my all of my businesses. Like no matter what the business is, you see Rogue, you're like, oh, I like Dusky, so I'm going to get into this business. Yeah, I know firsthand, man. It, yeah. happ it happened to me. There I you just, go. I, I didn't know much about you, but we've got a mutual friend, of course. Yeah. And I just, I looked over your page and stuff, and I just saw this guy's really genuine. And I don't know, there's something really strong about who you are. So I was like, Thank yeah, you. I wanna I want <laughs> I wanna get on a call with this guy yeah. and learn more. You Heck know? Yeah. So that was awesome. And so every time you see, you know, I even have people to this day that will see like rogue something else and they're yeah. like, dude, I didn't know you were doing this. I'm, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not that's not me. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking about you. I'm like, yeah. I got you, sucker. Exactly. I got you. <laughs> I did it right. Yeah. So I think it based off of my genuine being and who I am yeah. and what I'm willing to do for you as an individual, it goes into my businesses. So mm -hmm. everyone knows what they're going to get when they're with Dusky. Yeah. They know that they're going to – Dusky does not – talk about myself in the third person, but I do not not like having a fun time. Yeah. If we're not having fun, I'm not there. <laughs> if it's going to be a serious thing – Yeah. Other than like, I mean, I, I have serious conversations with my employees sure, and, and my sure. clients. That's that's different. And mostly because that's uplifting and in the end is fun. Yeah. Um, 
But if they know that they're going to invite me to something, they know like, okay, Dusky, how is he going to show up? I know he's going to be wearing, but this guy might show up with like a thousand balloons yeah. and be like, you said to bring balloons. Let's go. <laughs> because I am there to yeah. like, I want, I want my entire life. I want to raise the roof. Yeah. You know, and awesome. raise, raise the roof in people's lives and, and in businesses and get togethers. Every time you have an association with me, I want you leaving with a smile on your face and being like, damn, that guy's a good guy. I love that. I love that. And I think, dude, just seeing how it's funny, because just looking at somebody's Instagram, it, I think we'd agree. You can't tell everything about them, of course. Yeah. But something really just stuck out. The word I think was genuine, you know, because there's not a ton of details of what business you're in or what you're doing or how much you're making or any of that stuff. But what really just stuck out to me was how genuine you come across. Thank you. And there's something, I guess, so like disarming about talking to somebody who's genuine. It almost doesn't matter if you really like them or not. It's like, (laughs) it's like, well, if they're being, if they're being genuinely themselves, they're going to be fun to be around. I appreciate that about you. I mean, when when I when I decided to like go hard on I mean I've always gone hard on social media. What am I talking about? Like I it used to only be pictures of the people I used to take pictures of back in the day. Yeah. But when it turned into me, I never want you to guess what I'm gonna post. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> like it's either me eating dirt on the ground, <laughs> trying to pop wheelies. Yeah. Or it's me being like, you know what? I believe this is the pillars of wealth. <laughs> you know, like, or it might be like bloopers of me trying to do, trying to make those videos. You don't want to be predictable. I, yeah. I don't want to be predictable because my life literally, I thank goodness I have my older brother who yeah. works for me mm-hmm. um, because he keeps my life in order yeah. and he keeps my businesses structured Good because I'll wake up every day. I never know what the day is going to look like. That's I don't suggest that. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a great business practice. I know the things I need to get done. And yeah. I usually, my, my, my mom always told me, do what you have to do first, do what you want to do second. Mm-hmm. So I get up, try to get everything I need to do done. It out. Yeah. And then I'm like, let's go yeah, shoot coyotes in the fun. mountains. Yeah, let's have some I'll fun. call someone and be like, hey, dude, what are you doing today? And they're like, I'm at work. Yeah. I'm like, when do you get off? Six. Okay, if I'm at your house at six thirty, does that mean you're free? Yeah. Well, I gotta ask my wife. I'm like, so who makes the decisions around here? <laughs> you know, I'll try to sell them on it. Yeah. Like, get your camo on. We're going out. Yeah. You know, and they're like, it's a Tuesday. I'm like, great. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Let's, Let's do it. Yeah. I want. I I don't want to be predictable, but yeah. I want certain things to bring you predictability. Like, yeah. I want you to always know, like, you can always predict what I'm wearing, and you always can predict what I'll show up in. You can predict what my companies will be named. Yeah. You can put a coin on a lot of things that I'm going to do in the future. You can actually draw out and be like, well, I bet Dusky's going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. You're probably right. But on a daily basis, you're like, I don't know where he is. I don't know where he is. Heck, people don't even know I'm here in California. Yeah. I mean, in Las Vegas, yeah. I said California. <laughs> Maybe you'll be in Cali later. You know, Who knows? You, I, know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, I mean, your company, Rogue, like what are, I know you guys have branched off into a number of different things, but how did it start? 
So um, we started as an investment company mm-hmm. um, based off of, you know, bringing a lot of people's money in and in and pooling it together and creating interest off of pooling it together. Mm-hmm. Right. There's power in a lot of money being in one place. Yeah. So like very similar to your bank. Yeah. They have all these people's money, you know, and then you, you know what the, your insurance, you know what they do. Oh yeah. They double down on insurance. Exactly. You know, so what we do is we pull our money and what we do is instead of me being like, hey, let's just profit share, you know, 70, 30 or something like that. Um, I say, hey, I'm going to, I want to take a little bit of a risk and show you what I can do. So instead, how about I cap you at a certain percentage and then everything over is mine. Mm-hmm. People are like, is this guy serious? Like if I don't make this much in percentage, I, if I make point one percent less than that his company's not making any money yeah like yes correct welcome (laughs) and people love it people have loved what we do with that because they get a guarantee essentially or almost a guarantee yeah there's no it's a high risk investment and there is no guarantee in the investment but they but there's a guarantee that if i'm getting paid they're getting paid gotcha you know what i mean um that turned into oh man so we got rogue liquidity born and then short actually kind of like the same time rogue x and rogue syndicate were were born rogue liquidity has been kind of like my long term mm-hmm. rogue syndicate and rogue x are the the birth birth of that because i converted golden key society into rogue syndicate okay and created an app where people can get coaching and learn from me every day. They, they can have an app with notifications. They can message on there, do everything. Like literally it's like a Facebook, Instagram, Discord baby. Okay. But it's like, also it's guided by the rogue crew. Yeah. You know? And they're mostly getting coaching and advice on investing strategies or? Kind of a little bit of, so it's, it's, it's on mindset, business, and real estate. Got it. Okay. So literally what, what we want to do is I want to take an average Joe, mm-hmm. you know, take like Edwin's brother or something. Mm-hmm. If Edwin has a brother, Edwin, you have a brother, <laughs> sister. Oh, take Edwin's sister. Got it. I don't know what she does. Hopefully she's like not super successful, but <laughs> kind of successful. Yeah. Um, she can join Rogue Syndicate and then learn about, hey, what 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 barriers are holding me back? Start with that mindset because, like, everybody always says, if the best investment you can do, if you have $1,000, invest in yourself. Yeah. Like, everybody says that. <laughs> that is exactly what everybody what, says. Everyone always comes to me and says, I have $10,000. Where should I invest in? I always say, invest in yourself. In yourself. Right up inside yourself. Come come and buy my course. Yeah. You know? And so there's there's all of these different uh, uh, little things, which is which is funny. But um, she'd essentially be able to come break those mindset barriers and then learn. You know, I believe this is another thing that everyone teaches, but they call it something different. Mm-hmm. Like there's three things to wealth. Everyone knows that people call it the trifecta or pillars or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's income, investments, real estate, mm-hmm. right? If you want to get into the other two, you got to go into, it's almost like steps to go from one to two. You got to have more of one. 
Yeah. Right? So you got to increase. Right. So what, what Rogue Syndicate does is it helps you increase, you know, 0.5, which is your mindset, then to go on to one, two, and three. Yeah. That's what Rogue Syndicate is. Rogue X is, so Rogue Liquidity is a, it doesn't pay out every single month. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, I keep my money in, I'm going to keep it in for a while. Mm -hmm. Rogue X is basically the same investment, except for you don't have a choice to let interest compound on each other. You get your money paid out to you every month. Gotcha. Okay. So I hate, I hate the term passive income. Yeah. But we're trying to implicate something along those lines. Gotcha. I don't want to, I, I just don't want to coin it as that because everyone's like, yeah, look at my passive. If you start an <laughs> Amazon store with me, yeah. then you're going to be like balling in a year. This is how I got all my Ferraris. <laughs> well, tell me about that. Like, what is it that I guess bothers you about the term passive income? So. Um, there's an individual who, I don't know if he still lives in Utah or, or not. And there's a couple of different individuals where like we were taught and we, 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 we associated ourselves with this person, which is like my biggest barrier in life almost. Yeah. Uh, because like, I just, I always want to be there to help people. And this individual coined passive income and screwed over like $25 million worth of people. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, like. So when I think passive income, I think of that and I'm like, well, shoot, I don't want to do that. This brings up some horrible. So I just want, I just I want you. like a good, like a good investment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, gotcha. let's just do a good monthly investment. You get, we can call them dividends. We can call them whatever you freaking yeah, yeah, want. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm not a financial advisor. I want to make that clear. Yeah. But call them whatever you please call it passive income. If that's what you like. Yeah. But I'm just not going to really, it, it, that hits a soft spot for me gotcha. where I'm like, dude, people with that phrase, passive income have ruined, I would, I would guess 300 million plus of money yeah. of people that can't afford that. I got you. Okay. So it's more of a, it's more of a personal <laughs> dilemma with that word. Gotcha. It's a personal okay. thing for sure. It's not a problem with the concept of getting paid. Over no, no, no. I mean, sure. you could call, so pa true passive income is when you put money in and you do absolutely no work to yeah. get money out. Yeah. That's what we're trying to build. But I hate calling it passive income because of personal experience. I think it's dumb. Yeah. And I think that every ad you see on there, someone's like, do you want true passive income? Run YouTube ads with me. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? You can F off. Yeah. Like there's, there is a term that I've heard that's more accurate. And a lot of the cases you see is just like a highly leveraged income source. Love it. That's right. I can, you know? I could dig that. Yeah. It's like if it, maybe something where you put in five to 10 hours a week and yeah. it generates a great income for or you. Even, even, you know, with, insurance right yeah every year based off of the people that come in and use your insurance and and use your company mm -hmm. every year you get a little bit a little something something Correct. i would consider that one a great investment on your hand and passive income yeah. i would consider it for it's sure. just for me it's strictly like i don't not believe in passive income. I just hate those yeah. two words together. You just associate some bad memories there's with bad that juju. term. And there's bad, it's just, it's happening too much. Yeah. That it's just, it's too much. I got you for yeah. sure. 
Well, cool. What's what are some of the new projects that Rogue is looking to get into in the future, or that they're starting out? So, um, I would still consider that. So, Rogue X only allows a certain amount of clients, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, so that's a, I would consider that new more so because I have the best customer service in the world. Yeah, I will. I'll coin. I'm going to coin that forever. I want someone to you know ten years from now to use that that little spit right there. Yeah. Um, why, why I think that, I mean, that's the most important thing for me. Um, so I have clients over here and clients over here. So I need to make sure that if I'm going to start something new, that it can be handled Mm -hmm. and people can be taken care of. Yeah. So, um, and that customer service can be, can be taken care of. So I'd, I'd consider rogue X to be new. Same with rogue syndicate, um, starting that business, bringing in more people, um, just having powerful people in there, not only that want things, but can give things. Yeah. Right. Like I can't weld. I would love for a welder to be in there yeah. and be like, dude, will you come to my house and help me weld? Yeah. Or could you teach me? Like if you're in freaking Florida, I'll come to Florida if you'll teach me. Yeah. You know, I trust you because you're a part of this group. Right. Yeah. Um, and then our next thing is our, the, and I'm so stoked about is, the Ryzen Rogue Commercial Real Estate Fund. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't launched yet. Nobody knows about it. Um, at, and that's going to be launching uh, with my boy Ryan Flint and Jason Haugen and I. We're going to partner up and basically go buy as much commercial real estate as we possibly can because this year is the best year to do it. Number one best year because everything is like way high. Yeah. And if you can make it, in like this market where houses aren't coming down, like real estate, not houses because we're doing commercial, but real estate's not coming down in price right now. Yeah. For some reason, it's because everyone's over leveraged and they're like, I, I have to have this price in order to make a profit. Yeah. So that's not coming down. And then interest rates are way up. So guess what? If I buy stuff this year and maybe even into next year as much as I can, guess what happens when it goes like this? I'm like, all right. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. And then I go 10 years. Yeah. Right. So, because that's, that's generally how you kind of structure out real estate right. fund. You know, you're not going for like two years. You're going like, we're going big boys. Yeah. Um, and then we got rogue world who, which is our on June 17th of 2023, just in case somebody's listening to this yeah. in the future, um, we're getting some bad, a, mother truckers coming to shake the world and uh that's just gonna be the first one we're gonna do another one in six months after that and then do another one six months after that and uh not just do it in utah so the next one won't be in utah it'll be somewhere else yeah um that's that's kind of where we're going you know like that's so the rise and rogue um fund that's the last that's the last uh business of rogue gotcha so i kind of what i did is i went and put my you know like a tent i went and put my stakes in the ground yeah right we'll put a stake in the ground because there's five for like the rain fly or something yeah (laughs) um but that that is my foundation of my businesses because now i i provide not only great investments great heavily leveraged income monthly income investments yeah coaching groups uh event company which there's gonna be some cool stuff with that and i'll just 
kind of drop like Rogue World is going to turn into in between the things is going to turn into a podcast. Nice. So we're going to kind of like we're going to have these events and everything and ha- and that whole thing is going to be a thing in itself. Um, and then we have real estate. So I literally just covered the three, right? We have income, increasing your income, a longer term investment, real estate. Got it. And then I have your point five, which is your mindset, building wealth, doing all that to go into the three. Mm-hmm. And then I have a place for you to come together, network and learn from other people that, you know, when, when you're, when you're to the caliber of someone like myself or like you, yeah, we're, we're not, we're, we're not, you know, forming the, the arrowhead. Yeah. Right. What we're doing is we're like sharpening it, learning better ways for it to go faster. You know, we're learning more effective, right? We're, we're fine tuning. We're starting instead of obsidian, we're using metal. Yeah. Right. So that's what rogue world is. It's for you to go from obsidian to, okay, I'm going to use metal because it's better. Yeah. It's not an entry level thing for people. It's someone who's already somewhat established, who's had some success because, I mean, they've got to be able to provide a lot of value to the masses for it to really work. Oh, for sure. It's got to be, um, I mean, I would say that anybody entry level can definitely come and it will be just as amazing for them. Yeah. But what Rogue World is, is you respond better. If, If I see something on social media, I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that. But if you have somebody in your, in, in your face, and I might actually, I'm going to, you know, kind of drop Wes Watson. Yeah. Like, I've seen that guy's social media. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. When I saw him in person and heard him in person, guy's intense. And yeah. he, dude, like, that's what, that's what I want to bring to the table is, okay, you can see my social media, but what if I'm here? I'm like, Joe. Yeah. My man. What if people get to actually experience mm-hmm. you in real life? Got it. Oh, yeah. Who are, you know, you mentioned your, your buddy Jason Haugen's going to be on that or yeah. anybody else you've got in mind? Well, I mean, we have a full lineup already and there's a 12 speakers Wow, so far. And I say that just because there's one speaker we're kind of working on, uh, but we have Aaron Williamson, Jake Havron, Emily Ford, um, Todd Bazatz. Tony Acosta. Nice. Uh, myself. We have Jason Nemez. Um, we have Sarah Foley. It's incredible. I, I hope I covered every. Oh, Ryan Flint. Yeah. And so, like, in a, a quick sentence or two, what would you say is the ultimate goal of Rogue World? It's discover how doing something different can lead you to the top. Nice. Right? Because, like, we're to the point where things are working. Yeah. But something's got to change in order for us to keep going. Yeah. So that's that's what Rogue World's going to be. It's going to be discovering how something different can literally bring you to the to the end game because yeah. we're just fine tuning or somebody coming as like just like a lump of rock, right? Well, let's help you sharpen that and show you how you know not going to like a nine to five. You need to get out of it because it's going to suck for you in the long run. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you're, you're clearly doing a lot, you know, you're not sitting around, you're not sitting around all day, uh, wasting time. You've got numerous different companies that you're working on and you're a family man also. Oh yeah. So how do you, how do you balance all these different businesses that you're running with your personal life and your family? I have a wife that will let me know when I'm not balanced. Gotcha. (laughs) 
she she will tell me she will let me know yeah i mean like hey it, you are going way too far and one of that thing is is sundays are family non-negotiable she's like you can get on the phone if you need to but because i i just i don't i don't sleep very often um and i and i believe that work can always be done yeah and so but my wife is like you don't go you're not gonna go do an entrepreneur thing on sunday yeah and so she's like if you can give me one day you have six days you don't even have to be with me 100 percent of that day you can get on a phone call for 30 minutes but if you you she helps me stay balanced because I'm not good at it. Yeah. Like I said, my brother and I, and you know, we got this from my mom is we go, 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 go until one, one day out of the month, we sleep for like 24 hours. And then we are like, okay. And then we, I only sleep for, you know, three to five hours a night. Yep. Um, and I don't, I don't suggest that. First of all, yeah, you know, people being like, like the rock, like I only got three hours of sleep last night because I have to grind as hard as I can. Yeah. I believe just get some get eight hours. You're yeah, going to be fine. Yeah. Be just fine. If you're going to bed at a good time and stuff. Yeah. But that's because of my health problems and my mental issues is, is I, I don't get to sleep very often. And yeah. so, but coming back to the work life balance is I live my life to show that my child, show my kid, my my beautiful daughter. I I live my life to show her that the impossible is possible, and guess what? That includes me running multi million dollar businesses and showing up to a soccer game. Yeah, because as a mom, she needs to learn. Be that whatever she wants to do. If she wants to be a stay at home mom or whatever, I'm not trying to limit her. Yeah. Um, my wife is a stay at home mom. If, if that's what, you know, my, my daughter wants to do, I want her to understand that, Hey, you don't just clean the house. You don't clean the house all day, or you don't go and just do this all day and forget about the things that are important to your kids, like sitting down and, you know, talking with them or, or doing activities or going to games or doing all those yeah. things like you're setting the bar it's yeah. it's the specifics you can't predict what she's gonna want to do when mm -hmm. she's an adult and everything but you just want to set the bar that she yeah. doesn't need to limit herself oh yeah I, it the, the day that my kid comes to me and believes that she's limited one is a day that i'm gonna have a big smile on my face but also a broken heart yeah because i'm like man i thought i showed you that we can do anything girl yeah Come on now. <laughs> but also at the same time, it's going to be a good day because I'm like, let me show you. Great teaching let's, moment. Let's look Let's look at your life right now, right? Yeah. You're a little girl that has, gets, she does anything she wants to within the reasonings of me and my wife looking at each other and being like, this isn't spoiling her, right? Yeah. You know, I think we're all like that with parents. We're For like, sure. are we uh, spoiling our kid too much? And you're <laughs> like, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, incredible. I mean- you know, a lot of people are going to be watching this and, you know, maybe they're in their early 20s like you were when you got started. So what advice do you have for somebody who's out there watching who hasn't had that breakthrough yet or they haven't really gotten any level of success yet? What advice do you have to like a startup entrepreneur or somebody who's just looking to really start building some wealth and building a great life? Build the proper team. Yeah. Not Don't go pay people to be around you. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying build the proper team like I built a team because I my team didn't look like the way it does now. 
right? Because people phase out and things like that. But you need to build people around you. And don't be afraid to tell somebody that they have something that you want. Right? Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to be like um, Jason Nemez. I'll use, I'll drop him because he was on here. Um, I straight up told him like, dude, you get on stage and you speak more than I do. And I want to be on stage every weekend if I can, helping as many people as I can. I want that. Yeah. That person understanding your, like your insides, your intentions yeah, will be like, this is how I do it, dude. Because they, they understand that one, you can't replace them and their message and they're already doing it. And two, um, they, if they, if they're in the right space and they're the right mindset, they will help. They are more than happy to help you because they know through helping you, it's only going to help them. So build a team of others and the one, one person in your team has to have something that you want. Um, and it has to be something that is like not a Lamborghini or something. It has to be something. A quality or a, a quality or like a, it could be like a thing like out, like for me and Jason, like working on getting on stage more is like a yeah. thing, but it's an, I, I got it. It can't be a thing. It needs to be a quality or experience. Yeah. There we go. That you want. Gotcha. Because if you want a thing, you're going to work till the thing. Right. And you're going to realize the thing's stupid. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not like a, I'm not like a thing person. Like yeah. the only reason I have like this watch on me is because like everyone was like, Dude, you have to have a watch. And yeah. I'm like, I hate watches. And they're like, <laughs> you have to. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to buy one watch. Yeah. I'm going to go out. I'm, I'm a gearhead. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to get something kind of cool. Right. You know? And so I go out and I, I do that. Or, But I'm, I wasn't, that wasn't the goal. It was something that someone was like, hey, you should do that. Because if you want those experiences, this could help you get recognized that you can handle the experience. Sure. Um, so that's what I would suggest. Like you really do need, you can even pick a few people, but, but that you have to have communication with them. Yeah. So if you're, let's say you have a nine to five job and, um, you have to start small. You can't be like, go to like, try to hit up, um, Ed Milet and be like, dude, I love your life. I want your life. Yeah. Cause there's, that's so many experiences all in one that's made him who he is. Right. You have to find one thing. And so I would suggest like find somebody who doesn't work a nine to five job, but maybe makes the same as you. Yeah. Right. Figure out what they're doing. Say, Hey, I want that. I want what you have. I want to make this, like, I need to make the same in the security for my family, but I love your hours. Yeah. I love that you could do whatever you want. The flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's a, Great quality, flexibility of entrepreneurship, okay? Figure it out. And then once you're there, you're like, man, I make just as much money. You're like, I need to make more money so that I can create better experiences for those around me and take care of my family, maybe. And so when you say build your team, too, you're you're not talking about an administrative staff. No. You're talking about no. the people that you need to have in your corner, mm -hmm. the people that are going to help you get sharper and level mm -hmm. up. Got it. Yeah, you need to, you need people, and this is the hardest part because 
I'm, those people aren't your family. Yeah. First off, like I employ my family for operations and, and they have great ideas. My brother has amazing ideas and I always take them into consideration. Yeah. Um, but you need people that are like, I mean, dude, you need ride or dies, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you watch the challenge or anything like that, but like you, you need people that would run away from the cops and that, that those cops are your nine to five and your shitty life. Yeah. They're going to get you over the fence and you're off till tomorrow. Yeah. And you're going to get home sweating and you're like, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but it's going to, that's entrepreneurship for you. Yeah. Is you're going to have people in your corner and it's, and, and guess what else it's not? It's not people that believe in you either. Yeah. It's not people that just say, oh, I believe in you. Dude. Yeah. Good on you. Like, yeah. Go for it, Joe. That's not, that's not those people. Yeah. They're people that have what you would like and want, and they will ride with you. Yeah. Because you show them that. Uh, my boy, Jason Haugen, um, I had to show him, you know, I would consider, I consider him the guy to put out his hands and be like, let's go. Yeah. Right. Um, I had to show him I was genuine there for him. Right. Not there for, oh, dude, I heard you made hundred million dollars with this company and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You own private jets with your family, all this stuff. Like, I want that. Like, let's go fly on your jets. Yeah. You know? No. It, he was like, dude, you got to show up. Yeah. Sometimes that could be like a course or something. Like, I hate that first off, but like, it could be. You could find somebody and you actually believe in their course and go along those lines. Yeah. I never went that route. I, I, I tried to avoid coaching at all costs. Yeah. And tried to just give advice while I was going. Yeah. Just for me personally, I don't do well with coaches because yeah. I feel like I'm like, you're just trying to get paid. Yeah. But I know what you mean. But it is what it is, you know, because I, I have a coaching business now myself. Yeah. So I just try to do it a little bit different. I think it's different though because you, you have a coaching business on things that you're still actively doing and doing oh, yeah. well with and making money on. I think the only situation where I see a coach that, makes me feel weird is when they're not doing anything with that business anymore. It's like, well, <laughs> if you were so successful at that to teach me, then why aren't you still making money with it? So, I mean, but you guys are still doing incredibly well. I want people to see it as it goes. Yeah, exactly. Right. I want, I want people to see that I had a great, great start and a great finish and right. a great in between. You're not sitting here talking about what you guys did back in 78. Me and the boy. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Dave Ramsey. Right. Just like, you know, if you want to buy a house <laughs> back in when I did it. Yes. I'm like, no, you know, right now things are different. With my $300 down payment back yeah. in, back in 1976. My entire life. Yes. And bought that house. I was broke again. <laughs> yeah. And then I saved again. Yeah. To buy my mattress, yeah. like, like, but I think that coaching programs can be great, yeah, and can be awesome, sure. But just like, uh, I think like Ed Milet or Andy Fursella said it, um, don't quote me on that, but if 80% of your monthly income and revenue is from coaching, don't hire the coach, yeah. Guess what? A lot of people are hiring those coaches, true. Very true. And there's coaches that are just, all they do is try to teach coaches to be coaches. Yeah. Well, guess what? They're not really a coach. They're just a guy 
trying to put you on a system to try to make money for him. Yeah, very true. It's essentially just kind of like a Ponzi scheme at it that is. point. It's it just is. like, oh, and they're chasing. They're like chasing the next dollar. They're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. This guy's not happy that my coaching program, you know, went all out or any of those things. So he's trying to get charged back all the, yeah, because they, because you freaking didn't do anything. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's. You that's coached important. your coach on how to coach his coaches. And it's just like a never ending staircase. Yeah. The only, the only staircase I see that working in is network marketing. Yeah. Because that's like when you're like teach you're, because this guy went through the trenches and did it, and now he's teaching you how to do it while he's still doing it. Yeah, exactly. So that's well, just that's important. that's the whole thing. Is I think the moment the person stops practicing what they're preaching, they can only tell done. you from what from before. Yeah, it's just like you said with the if they're making eighty percent of their income. Well, if the person was still practicing what they're preaching. They wouldn't. They'd be making maybe 10, 20% of their income on coaching yeah. or something. So, well, yeah, yeah they'd, be, they'd be bringing in the same revenue. Yeah. Now, if they absolutely blow here, – here's the thing, though, because hmm. I don't want something – a part of this podcast I don't want confused is that your income is based off of you working, okay? You have a business, okay, running, like, right, I have Rogue Liquidity, I have Rogue World, all of these things – Okay. I have a company and employees that run that business. Yeah. Okay. That is, that is what I'm meaning. Yeah. Keep that going. If it's making you money, making you all this money, why would you stop it? Of course. If you're teaching about it, why aren't you like, you could hire someone, anything. If, if you're doing network marketing, you could hire VAs, all this stuff. You could, you, it's a freaking downline. Yeah. You're building a company. I'm not saying you, your personal time is 80% on coaching. I'm right. talking revenue, money. Because if this is your cash cow, if this was your cash cow, why isn't it now? Yeah, exactly. There's an issue with that. Yep. So that, I just want to make sure that that's clear because I'm not saying you can't be coaching all the time. Sure. It's run, don't stop the business to go into coaching. Have, that, have someone else run the business. Right. And maybe you take less profit, but your revenue is the same, if not more, because you're supposed to be killing it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, you've done incredible, man. And I think one one last question for you is, you know, I'm sure you've learned a ton of lessons over your time and everything that you've done. So what would you say is like the one of the biggest lessons that you've had to learn in your life that you'd love to share with everyone else? To do good recklessly. That's my lesson. That's that's my that's my thing. Like, do good recklessly. When you're reckless, it's kind of funny because rogue, you know, do things different. Reckless, you know, sporadic. That's just kind of who I am. Yeah. So I do good recklessly in a way of I make sure if I can help, I'm helping. I'm going to be the guy that. Frick, I still change my own oil on my truck. Yeah. Because, like, I love it. Um, I'm still going to be the guy that shows up to your house to fill sandbags. If I'm going to hire someone to help you fill sandbags at your house so it doesn't flood, well, guess what? I'm still going to show up and have the help there. Um, you got to do good recklessly, and I think a lot of individuals are doing that, and I love it. Um, that's my lesson. If you do that, 
if you do good recklessly and truly expecting nothing back, you're going to be just fine. You'll be taken care of for the rest of your life. I love that, man. Well, I, I can tell just getting to know you for an hour that you, you live that in everything that you do. I do my best. So awesome. Well, for people, anybody who's not following you yet, or what's what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to? They can easily go to duskyrogue.com. Awesome. All of my businesses, bios, everything. If you want to get in contact with me, my teams, anything like that, duskyrogue.com. You got it. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you coming down to Vegas and being on the show, man. We're going to change a lot of lives.